We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blue Wire. What is up, Nets fans? Jack Manuel here for another Brooklyn Buzz. And not another loss. We've got a finally got a W for the Brooklyn Nets. And it was pretty bloody sweet because it was over the Los Angeles Lakers at Crypto Arena or Staples Center, whatever the hell it's called. Cam Thomas went off, Clax went off, Spencer was contributing, DSJ, Lonnie, Mikhail did a few things, but the story of the night was Cameron Thomas. Now, this was, I was thinking as I was watching this game, was this the best game of Cam Thomas's career? I'll go through the stats. 32 minutes, 13 of 18 from the field, 4 of 7 from 3, 3 of 4 from the free throw line, 3 rebounds, 4 assists, a steal, Plus 12, 33 points. It was, it was, he was on from the outset. I think he was like 20 points, 6 of 9 from the field in the first half. The amount of times that he cooked Austin Reeves, that dude is like barbecue chicken. And he was, wasn't just barbecue chicken to Cam Thomas, but he was the delicious finger licking barbecue chicken to Cam Thomas tonight. Like he was pointing at him when he was on the floor. He was getting four-point plays. He was staring cameras down. This, this just proves that Cam Thomas, whether he starts, whether he doesn't, just give him a like the 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 brunt of the minutes. Do you build around him? He's the offensive engine that drives this team. And funnily enough, as I tweeted out earlier in the day. Cam Thomas's stats, and I dive deep into this to find those stats this season, before tonight's game. He was he played 14 games so far where he played 30 plus minutes. In that time, he averaged 25 points, 2.8 assists, 3.6 rebounds, 34.6% from three, 44.1% from the field. He had five point average 5.1 free throw attempts and hit 86.3% of those free throws. It just shows you that this guy should be getting the minutes. And I, I look, Spencer Dimity can go to the bench, whatever. Like, I just think that Cam deserves a large, large amount of minutes going forward. The I, I went off on the last pod, and I think all the Nets Twitter was going off 
uh, about Cam Thomas's stunted development, how he's being treated, etc., etc. This is just the blueprint for what needs to happen moving forward. Like, if the Nets, what we've sort of said on the buzz and, and other fans that have been critical of the direction of the Nets is, you can be a fun team and have some young guys and not win a lot of games. That's what the Nets could be if they chose to prioritize development of Cam Thomas over many other things in the franchise right now. And the priorities, I don't think, are that. We've seen that through 42 games this season. But I think... Sorry, 41 games this season. I think that it just needs to be, whether it's one or two or three on the priority list, it needs to be in that top tier. Because this kid's special. The the level of scoring and bag that he has, his offensive weaponry and arsenal, he's a 99th percentile scorer. And it wasn't just the scoring either. Like, his three-point shooting was on. Like, it was wet as hell. Like, the rim... <laughs> he didn't touch the rim on, like, half of his shots. The <laughs> the shot where he sent Austin Reeves to the floor was is going to be the highlight. I love the four-point play. But the passing... He could have easily had five, six, seven assists tonight if a few of his teammates had to hit a couple of three balls off of his driving kick actions. But... He had some really nice lobs to, to Nick Claxton tonight. And I'll get to Claxton in a little bit too, listeners. But he was just on it. He was on one. He was Himmy Butler. This was just a... This is what endears me to the Nets. A homegrown guy. I will give full credit to Sean Marks for picking this guy with pick 27. One of the steals of that draft. But now, it is up to him, Jacques Fawn, and the rest of that franchise to go, hey, mate, here's the keys, Cam. Now, we know that Mikael Bridges, that the priorities are around him or whoever else, but I think Cam Thomas needs to be priority A, B, C, like in terms of where we are going or where the Nets are going as a franchise. You just saw what he brought tonight and the infectious energy, like... Twitter was popping off. The fans were loving it. It was just Olivia Rodrigo and Tate McRae were loving it. Like, good for you, Cam. Good for you. Stole that from one for an Iron Eagle, but it was just uh, an outstanding performance from Cam Thomas. And I think he was asked before the game in some pre pre-game media about you know playing in in LA. He's like, I want to go crazy against the Lakers. Like, this is a kid that had his one of his idols was Kobe Bryant. So when he's playing on the big lights, ESPN, I think a lot of us were hesitant when we heard, oh no, this has been flexed to national TV. And I think some of us were like, okay, cool. Well, maybe if the Nets get embarrassed, it forces them into some moves. But it, it flexing them meant we saw Cam Thomas flex, we saw Nick Claxton flex, and it was just a, a truly outstanding performance from Cam Thomas. I give that kid so many flowers there's a reason I'm CT obsessed, guys. Watch tonight's game. Watch Cam Thomas's performance, and you will see why. Now, next game, he might have a bit of a dud, but I think he needs to. He has earned the right and responsibility to work through any mistakes that he does make. 
because the Nets are in a position of 17 and 24 now. They'll hang around the play-in. Obviously, we know that Sean Marks wants to prioritize not making those Houston Rockets pick look bad, a la Boston Celtics style with under the Billy King era. But make sure Cam Thomas is given his flowers too. Make sure he's given the keys, the locks, the padlocks, whatever else it is. Because he was just simply stunning and outstanding tonight. It was just a, a joy to watch. An absolute joy to watch. There were plenty of other joyous things in tonight's game, guys. And after the break, I'll get to Nick Claxton. I'll get to Mikhail Bridges, Spencer Dillon, Dennis Smith Jr., Lonnie Walker. And then a few little tidbits here and there around the franchise. All right. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Nick Claxton, second best player for the Nets tonight. He outplayed Anthony Davis. Don't adjust your headphones, whatever you're listening to this on. If you listen to it in the car, wherever you are, Nick Claxton outplayed Anthony Davis. There's something about LA for these some of these Brooklyn Nets and the way that they play. You know, it, it reminded me back in the day, a couple of years ago, game-winning play from Nick Claxton dunking all over the King. And he made the King look like a goddamn jester. I mean, Cam Thomas did as well in that pull-up three that he had on him as well, which is pretty freaking awesome too. But back to Nick Claxton. He loves playing in LA as well. 11-16 from the field, 14 rebounds, an assist, a steal, two blocks, 22 points. He, he, like, he had a, a Eurostep transition sort of play. This is where you go, ah, oh, that's why Mark Scotto was reporting that Cam Tom, uh, not Cam Thomas, Nick Claxton is going to be earning $20 plus million in free agency. This game is why. The, this is the full array of skills that Nick Claxton has on both ends of the floor. His rebounding has improved out of sight. His impact, his energy, his attitude. When he plays like this, it means that the Nets are more likely, more than likely going to win. He proved that he's one of the two or three best Nets players. And he's been pretty consistent of late. His form has been pretty positive. But this was probably his game of the season. You know, against uh, a pretty heady opponent, Anthony Davis, for him to perform the way that he did in terms of his physicality, his energy, his presence, uh, he was just, ma- he just looked confident and he was making everything. That's the Nick Claxton that we've seen you know, in seasons past, he's been leading the league in field goal percentage. That's what Nick Claxton did tonight. Efficient as hell, impactful as hell. Claxity, 
Clack City, baby. He's going to be earning that money if he continues to play like this. Like, And I'm happy giving it to him. If a guy can earn it, again, a homegrown dude, drafted by Sean Marks, another tick for him. He knows how to draft those centers, but Clack City, baby. It's We might be coming back a little bit, guys. We might be coming back a little bit. I want to get to some of the guys off the bench in, in Lonnie Walker and Dennis Smith Jr. Lonnie Walker tonight in 13 minutes missed one shot. Six or seven from the field, three or four from three, three assists, a board, 15 points. Dennis Smith Jr., he impacted the game big time. Now, he missed three shots, but he was four or seven from the field, two or four from three. Don't, like, again, adjust your earbuds because we know Dennis Smith Jr. is not a three point shooter. But what I've noticed of him from late is when he's in one of those corners, especially that left one, he looks pretty comfortable there when the ball gets kicked out to him. So I think that that is something that is leaving me going, okay, Dennis, I see you. I see what you're doing there. His form is fine. Like he's not Cam Johnson or Joe Harris or Duncan Robinson, but he can hit him. And he's proven that. Like I can't remember the last time that Dennis Pitt Jr. in any uniform hit multiple threes. But doing it tonight when it mattered and when the shots mattered, he was doing a lot. As well as those three balls that I just alluded to. He had five assists, two steals, two boards, one of them offensive. Uh, and with his 11 points, was plus two as well. He had a great game. Like a really great game. Like getting in those passing lanes and creating offense from defense is something that he tangibly provides. Lonnie Walker as well. I think he's still on that minutes limit. We've heard Jacques Vaughn allude to that. He played only 13 minutes tonight, but as I alluded to, the, the minutes that he did play, he was gliding on his layups. He was fluid and smooth as butter on some of his shots. He's a he's a really, really nice player to watch. It's just aesthetically pleasing to watch Lonnie Walker the fourth. And he's just I think his return has eased the burden across the board offensively for some of the Nets players because as we've sort of said on, on previous episodes, when the Nets do struggle for offense, it's because that when Lonnie Walker isn't there, it means the burden increases for McHale and Dennis Smith Jr. and Spencer Dewey and Cam Thomas. When you have the full array and you can go kill him with by like a thousand cuts and you've got the depth of your roster at play, it just makes things so much easier for the team. And Lonnie Walker was super tonight against his old team as well. He showed them you know, why he... They should have offered him a new contract. And, and, you know, the Nets have two guys on vet minimums that are contributing and are super important to what they do on both ends of the floor. Like, it's as simple as that. And I hope one or both of them can stick around in, in, in a Nets uniform long term because I just, I love what they do. They've got just so much skill and energy that they provide the team. It was awesome to see them out there. What we also saw, guys, I'll get to the rest of the starters. Uh, Spencer Dibbley and Mikael Bridges were both pretty good tonight. You know, Mikael, 35 minutes, 6-11 from the field, 4 of 8 from 3, 5 assists, uh, a couple of steals, 17 points for him. Spencer, I'll get to Spencer a little bit later after the break as well. Oh, I, I, sorry, just a little bit later in general. You know, In fact, no, I'll address it now because Spencer went on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it, and there was plenty of discussion around his status with the Nets. And at... BXBX Omar tweeted out Nets Nation. We watched at Spencer Dimwitty underscore twenty five go from being out of league to making a name for himself. Effort and character was never a question. All heart. We may argue about his game, and that's fair. But this, this is not Spencer. Something smells in Brooklyn, and this was around like rumors of Spencer Dimwitty being on strike, 
And that's what Zach Lowe sort of said in, in one of his pieces. And he didn't say he was legitimately on strike. He was just sort of putting two and two together with the way that he's been playing. And I've sort of said similar things, not to those exact words, but it was in, interesting to sort of see things going on behind the scenes. I, I've said enough about the front office. Today's I'm going to keep things positive. But nonetheless, Spencer did sort of say his thing. And Chris Haynes also did report today from Bleacher Report that he could be a target for other teams out there. So, but it's two good games in a row now for Spencer. And it just shows you what he gives the team when he's trying to score, when he's being steady, he's making the right decisions, he's aggressive and not passive, proactive, not reactive. I just think that he can be, he can truly be an important player. Now, Obviously, there's teammates that like him, don't like him. A lot of people say different things about Spencer Dinwiddie, but when Spencer Dinwiddie is on, he just gives the Nets something that they need. Like It's just as simple as that. He gives them steadiness and leadership. And Mikel Bridges did some of that tonight too. Like His three ball was something that I really noticed, four of eight from three tonight in terms of the nature of his shots, the pull-up, the the trigger he he just seemed to be just like quick trigger which is something that i'm a big fan of like when he can get that three ball going he just looks like a more dangerous offensive player we know his mid-range is is pretty nice but yeah he had like he did when he hit a big three and the the lakers called a timeout he did you know the three-point celebration i think he did like the ice in the veins impersonating d-lo that's when i like the nets when there's a bit of attitude a bit of confidence about them and they certainly haven't been that of late you know, breaking the streak of nine road games in a row uh, with losses. It was good to get back on that winner's list. So, look, Dorian Finney-Smith, despite not like hitting only one of his eight shots, I thought was plus 19 on the night. And I think that was reflective of him also having four rebounds, a steal, an assist, two blocks. His heart and tenacity and hustle. You know, the shot that he did hit was a, a big, 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 big dunk as well. So, I think DFS, however long he's in Brooklyn... You know, I, I'm going to enjoy watching him because I just, I love his skill set. I love what he brings to the team as a connector in, on offense and defense. Cam Johnson was okay tonight. You know, his five assists is something that did stick out. Uh, also, the fact that he was plus 16, the starters actually getting back to being productive and, and positive and effective was, was something cool to sort of see. And that all started in that third quarter where the Nets outscored the Lakers 38-22. to And Nick Claxton said to, to reporters, he was sort of like, the Lakers came out flat in the second half, and we took advantage of that. They were complaining about calls, so we just did what we had to do. They did. The starters sort of were like, oh, LeBron's complaining. AD's complaining. Austin Reeves has been a foul merchant. Let's just do what we do. So that was positive, and it was good to see the starters getting back to it in, in terms of being effective, including Cam Johnson in that. We also saw some Harry Giles minutes. He, he was okay in the five minutes out there. Uh, his minutes in the second half were replaced by Trenton Watford, who had four of his own. The Nets went a bit small. You know, they, they did DFS at the five. That didn't work when it was against Anthony Davis, but in the right spurts, Jacques made the right decisions. Again, you know, I'm not calling Jacques a good coach, but he made the right decision in terms of easing that small ball for when Anthony Davis wasn't out there because he was just monstering the Nets. Now, it was a great game overall, guys. It was just good to see those Nets get back on the winner's list. They were... Over 52% from the field, over 40% from three on, on 47 attempts. It was just the, the game that the Nets needed to have. A, a few little other extra notes, because there's a little bit of news 
that's popped out since uh, I last recorded. The Nets, according to Brian Windhorst, are expected to be buyers heading to the deadline. Now, can they be buyers? Can they be sellers at the same time? Can you like get a DeJounte Murray while also offloading a Royce O'Neal and or DFS and or Spencer Dimity? Maybe, but when you hear Brian Windhorst say something about the league, say something about the Nets, in general say something about trade rumors, you listen because this guy is tuned in. So the fact that the Nets will be buyers... Deshante Murray, a lot of smoke there. The fire is probably getting stronger. He had another game winner tonight against the Miami Heat. He's been playing some good ball. So maybe. Look, I've, I've had my thoughts on Deshante Murray both on Twitter and on here. And I'll, they will continue to develop, I guess is, is how I'll say it. But the Nets expected to be buyers heading to the deadline. And final little tidbit is that I think this was via Mike Scotto that an, an, the Nets assistant GM uh, is expected to be, oh, where is it? So Mike Scott reported that Nets assistant GM Jeff Peterson uh, is in line to take over the GM spot in Charlotte. Now, it kind of reminds me of Trajan Langdon heading to New Orleans. So clearly the Nets have front office executives, front office staff that a lot of other teams respect and, and clamor after. So Sean Marks must be doing at least something right, or at least the organization is doing something right. So we'll see what happens with Jeff Peterson and I think it's a good reflection on the Nets organization overall. Again, I'm positive today, guys. The Nets bloody won, and it was against the Lakers. It was against the King. It was against AD. It was sweet as hell. Nets world, we got the wins. Subscribe to the Brooklyn Buzz on all streaming platforms. Give us five stars where you can. And Nets world, let's get another W. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing. But you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour 3-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com